Welcome to the Every Nation Rosebank Church Podcast. At our church, we honor God, make disciples, and transform nations. For more information about our church, visit everynationrosebank.org and don't forget to subscribe. Uh, today, we're going to look at, we start with a new sermon series called The Art of Neighboring. And uh, it is looking at how to create a healthy mindset of the role and the importance of community as a support to grow Christ-like character. And uh, today we're going to talk about the art of neighboring, and we're going to look over the next five weeks at this topic. And our uh, reading is coming from Hebrews 10, verse 24 to 25. And uh, before I'm reading the scripture, i always been challenged with the book of Hebrews. Because most of us have always think that the book is written by Paul. <laughs> I have heard so many people quoting from the book of Hebrews, as Paul said. <laughs> but there's no indication that Paul has written this book. There's some train of thoughts that think that this book, as much as it shows a lot of the character and traits of Paul, was actually written to someone who walked very closely with Paul. But their identity is concealed because of society at that time. And therefore, I lean towards the thought that this book might have been written by Aquila or Priscilla, by a woman. And uh, that is my thought, and that I kind of like to think of, and when I read through this book, I can kind of see it. And I think that's just, for me, incredible of the power of women in the church. How God has used women and empowered women in the church. And we just want to say, man, we love our women. Man, God is using our women, and we really appreciate and love you. Hebrews 10, verse 24 to 25. And let us consider how to stir up one another to love and good works. Not... Uh, Sorry, let us consider how to stir up one another to love and good works, not neglecting to meet together, as it is the habit of some, but encouraging one another, and all the more as you see the day draw near. What I love about this book or about this scripture is that word consider. And... Uh, that, that word consider made me think, and I read up a little bit about it, but it, the word consider is almost putting in balance. Not in balance, but in a scale. And as we have to consider certain things, we have to take certain things in consideration to make a decision that will ultimately help us not to neglect the gathering of the saints. And, and when I was thinking about it, you, the first picture that comes to mind 
is a scale. And it's this scale where it's, it's pivoting on a central point and you had to put weights on both sides to make it scale, to, evil out, to level out. And when you level it out, you know that the two weights is equal. And when I thought about this, the picture, and when I read this, and, and it says, let us consider, I have this picture of a scale in mind. And uh, <laughs> so the question would be, why a scale? And I think the great thing for me about it is that Natasha and myself, we were driving down to Kimberley once, and we choose to follow the instructions on our GPS. It selected the, the less or the, the, the road with less toll gates. Oh, do we regret that. Because it was more portals than road. <laughs> and our journey was delayed. But we made a decision, and we, uh, as we drove back, we considered, are we going to drive back on the same road, or are we going to choose a different road? And luckily, we choose to take the highway because our journey was so much smoother. But we had to consider, we had to consider, are we going to just do the pothole thing again or are we going to choose an easier road? And this is what, when I think about this word consider, that brings to mind to me uh, the whole idea of scale. When we think about the scale, we think it should balance. But in fact, the scale was never balanced. The scale was never balanced because we read in 2 Timothy 3, verse 1 to 2, but understand this, that in the last days there will come times of difficulty. For people will be lovers of self, selfish, self, lovers of money, proud, arrogant, abusive, disobedient to their parents, ungrateful and unholy. You know what? In the Garden of Eden, when God created us, this scale was unbalanced. It was balanced towards God. It was, it was balanced towards God's priority and who God is in our lives. And our scale was unbalanced from the beginning. But then Satan come and he says, no, let's balance the scale. Because you can be like God. You can be like God. And, and when man leaned into that and he, he disobeyed God, the scale started to level. And every time we see ourselves equal to God. And selfishness starts to creep into our heart. And the more we're getting selfish, the more the scale tilts to the other side where God becomes nothing and we become everything. My friend Andrew and myself, two weeks ago, we were running in, uh, uh, in George. Actually, we drove down to Wilderness, and there's a, there's a trail in the bush. It's called uh, uh, the fish. Uh, what, what's, what's, uh, let me just check on my notes quickly. I lost it now. It was called uh, uh, 
Uh, but anyway, <laughs> some, some bird kind of trail that we run. And as we run down this trail, the sight was so beautiful. I have never seen such beauty. And the very first thought that comes to my mind is, where's my phone? And the very first thing I wanted to do is I want to take a selfie. <laughs> you know this culture of selfie? That we always are in the center of the picture? When I read this, I'm thinking of that selfie kind of moment. That when, I, when we run back, I saw this cane, uh, canyon. And for a moment, I was like, oh my goodness, I've never seen something like this. And I stand there and I stare at this. And the next moment is, where's my phone? I need to take a, I need to take a selfie. Because I need to be in the center of it. And this is what, what the book, uh, this is what Paul writes to Timothy. He says, in the last days, people will become so self-absorbed with themselves. There's a word, I don't know if you're familiar with it, it's been called narcissism. It means when people are absorbed with themselves. Today we call it Facebook or Instagram. And we want to point people the whole time and say, look at my life. Look at what I'm doing. Look what I'm eating. And this is about ourselves and if we want to build, and, and when the Hebrew writer says that we need to consider, there's certain things that we need to consider of how we're going to build a community where we will not want to neglect it, but we want to love it. We would love to be here. And what is it that we need to balance that the scale drops, that it's heavier for us to say we will not neglect? We will not neglect the gathering of the saints. Jesus had a moment in his life when he had to consider between the brokenness of humanity. He was just like us. He was born just like us. But the only thing is he did not sin. And he empowers us to make a decision. And it is in the Garden of Gethsemane, where Jesus prayed this prayer, and one of the most difficult things, parts of his life, where his sweat actually turned into blood. And he prayed these words. He says, Father, can you spare me this? But not my will. Your will be done. That was a considered moment for Jesus that changed all of humanity. That put us into position that we can take the same stance of saying, Father, your will, not my will to be done. Where we can say we die to ourselves. Because Jesus has. He had denied himself and put the Father in the will of the Father first. And that cost him the, cro the, the cross that empowered us to be able to deny ourselves. You know, 
that, that moment when Andrew and myself was running, and I took that picture, I was thinking about this. Jesus had a plan. He had a plan for me. And he says, let's kill Tiam. Because Tiam leads you to destruction. Tiam leads you away. And there's a moment that Jesus needed me to die to myself. Needed to die to self. Where I am not the center of the picture. And if we want to build a community that we do not want to neglect, we need to die to ourselves. We're going to have to lay down ourselves. Because community is about us, not about my desires and my preferences. In Mark 12, Verse 31, we read, this, Jesus speaks about you should love the Lord your God with all of your heart, all of your mind, and all of your soul. And the second is this, you should love your neighbor as yourself. You know, when we read that, we think we, think we need to go and sort ourselves out first. We, we think about it as like, oh, I cannot love others if I don't love myself. No, what Jesus actually said is, you love yourself already. You should love others as you love yourself. You, you are full and consumed by yourself already. You loved yourself and you prioritize yourself. Don't prioritize others as you would prioritize yourself. And therefore we, you know, when we're born and and sin happened, and, and we're born into this brokenness. The scale is still towards our benefit, about ourselves, and, and how we feel about life. And, and oh my word, and that is the thing that Jesus had to come and fix. And he had this plan to say, let's kill Tim. In Luke 22, verse 42, Jesus says, Father, if it's your will, remove this cup from me. Nevertheless, not my will, but your will to be done. If we want to build a community that we do not want to neglect, that we would love to come to, we have to die to ourselves. We're going to have to die to ourselves. The first step to tilt the scale toward prioritizing our gathering is to die to ourselves. We need to know and prioritize in our gathering together. And I think it was just so beautifully demonstrated this, this afternoon in our worship. It's the prioritizing God above all. You know, there's one thing the Father, Jesus taught us in the, the Lord's Prayer. He says, 
says, when you pray, pray like this. Our Father that art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Your kingdom come, your will be done. Your kingdom come, your will be done. As in heaven, let it so be on earth. How does heaven look like? What does heaven look like? Well, in Revelations 5 verse 11 to 14, it says, Then I looked and I heard around the throne of the living creatures and the elders the voice of many angels numbering myriads and myriads of thousands and thousands saying with a loud voice, Worthy is the Lamb who was slain to receive the power and wealth and wisdom and might and honor and glory and blessing. And I heard every creature, say with me, every creature, say with me again, every creature in heaven and on earth, where in heaven and on earth and under the earth and in the sea, and all that is in them saying, to him who sits on the throne and to the Lamb be blessing and honor and glory and might forever and ever. And the four creatures, and the four living creatures says, Amen. And the elders fell down and worship. The picture in heaven is, is, is oh God, you are holy, as we sang this afternoon. You're holy. You're holy. You know there's none like you. We've never seen such beauty. You know, in heaven, there's not going to be mirrors. There's not going to be mirrors in heaven. Because it was all about God. You know, I, I, when I was thinking about this, I thought to myself, what if an alien lands here and he walks in here? And he goes sit next to John and Jan. I think we're all going to look at this creature that is so different. It's going to grab our attention because it's, it's different to what us know. And when we stand before the throne, it's got you different, much more beautiful. <laughs> Your beauty amazes us. You are holy, holy, holy. We cannot stop staring and shouting out, holy, holy. Worthy are you. And this is every time when we get together, this gathering moment, when we not want to neglect our gathering, it is, this is a holy moment. It is a moment where our eyes are set upon Christ. He's so different. He's so magnificent. He's so wonderful. And our own aim is when we gather, to, gather together is to, to shout these praises. He's like a consuming fire. And man, I can't stop staring at him. I can't, start, I can't stop worshiping him. And this is when our gatherings become a gathering where we just don't want to miss out because I'm so scared. I was sitting in N1 City. I know Jesus was there, but I was like, oh my word, what's happening in the 12 hours today? I would love to be with them. I want to know what's happening in their midst. Because I see a heart that is set upon God. Who says, holy, holy, holy are you, O God. 
You see this scale? We the whole time think we need to balance. Religion wants to balance the scale. It's, it's enough of God and enough of me in that picture. That is what religion does. But relationships until the scale and it says, no, no, you are worthy. You, you are holy. You, you alone. I'm nothing. And if we start getting together, and this is our view, and this is our heart, oh, just imagine, just imagine what can happen. I think it would be an Azusa Street moment where people will walk past that building, and people will come to conviction and come to Christ in that moment, even if they just pass the doors, because the presence of God rests in His place. And who do not want to be in the presence of God? Oh, man. I'm sure when the Hebrew writer wrote that, it says, consider, consider. I'm sure he was like, consider how beautiful it is to be in the presence of God. And he says, he says, stir one another up. Stir another one another up. To love and good works. When we get together, and Paul wrote this to Timothy, he was writing to Christians. He wasn't writing to pagans, but he was writing to the Christians. And he says, so if there is any encouragement in Christ, any comfort for love, any participation in the Spirit, any affection and sympathy... Complete my joy by being the same mind. Just imagine we came in here with the same mind. Just imagine we walk in here with the same mind. That this is not about us. This is about God. This is about God. It's not about us. It is not, oh, the worship wasn't so great this morning. It didn't do its thing for me. You know, the, the, the door, the, the guy, the usher at the door, he wasn't too friendly with me. Just imagine if you walked in here, not that in mind, but that you were the same mind. God, this is a moment with you. Oh my goodness. It doesn't matter what Tiam preached. Oh yes, it does matter what he preached. But, <laughs> but I mean, it is, it's, man, I, it's like Tiam didn't preach so great. It didn't stir me. It didn't move me. Just imagine getting into an area, into a place where we have the same mind, having the same love, being in full accord of one mind. Do nothing from self-exhibition or conceit, but in humility count others more significant than yourself. Oh my goodness, just imagine we all came with this this morning, this afternoon, and we say, oh, <laughs> I died to myself. It's all about God. It's all about God. And we walked in here, and we, we are just of the same mind. And we walked in here, and we say, man, this is about the same love being in full accord. And we cannot wait to serve one another. We cannot wait to be with one another and, and bring something. Just imagine what you would have come with this morning. Did you think that you're going to come here to receive or did you come here to say, what can I bring? 
Hebrews 5, verse 12 to 14, says again, he says, For though by the time you are to be teachers, you need someone to teach you again the basic principles of, and of the oracles of God. You need milk, not solid food. For everyone who, loves, who lives on milk is unskilled in the word of righteousness since he is a child. But solid food is for the mature, for those who have their powers, the powers of discernment trained by constant practice to distinguish good from evil. <laughs> if I would take out a titi, a titi bottle and I'm thirsty and I start drinking a titi bottle here, you're going to tell, you're going to think, Tiam is weird. You're going to think I'm weird, right? But this is what the Hebrew writer says, that... <laughs> You know what, by the now, because we neglect reading the Word, neglecting spending time to, 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 to be teachers of the Word, we, we came with an, an acceptance to say, or, or with, a, with an attitude to say, let me suck today and go out and do my week. And I suck on one message for the whole week. And we become immature. We, we become like babies, like infants. You know what? I will suck as a husband if I just suck on Natasha the whole time for my needs. The fact that we have a great marriage. I love this woman. I've been with her for 28 years. And if I have to make that choice again in my life, I will definitely make it. Man. But she's reliant on Christ and I'm reliant on her. I don't need, I am spending time with God. She's spending time with God. I don't need to suck from my wife. You know, if I want to suck as a, as a parent, this is when I suck on my children. You know, when I want to suck, when I want to suck as a, as a child is when I suck on my parents. And what, what the Hebrew writer says is that we should be learners of the word. We should, we should, we should come as someone who brings something, as someone who has been educated by the Word, can't wait to walk in here on a Sunday oh, and, and bring what I have. Because I am not an infant. Just imagine our gatherings where we get together and we walk in by that door. Oh, and I walk up to John and says, John, I was praying for you. And you know what the Word that the Lord has given me? When I, Stuart, when I was, I was praying for you, brother, I came with a word of encouragement. Because the gift that God has given me, the gift that God has given me is something that I brought with today. 1 Corinthians 12 is teaching us this, that we all have received a gift. My, one of my gifts, whew, I'm running out of time here. <laughs> one of my gifts that I so love is encouragement. I love to encourage people. Man, I want to come and encourage people. I want to come and say, oh, champ, God is with you. You know what? God is having you in the palm of his hand. He loves you. You're the apple of his eye. I, I, I'm just, I love to, to come with my gift and offer and, and bring and this morning when I woke up, it's like, Jesus, I have this gift. How can I bless people? This gift that you have given me 
In, in, in 1 Corinthians 12 that Paul is speaking about how can I bless others? Just imagine we're walking here and we bless one another. Who doesn't want to be in a gathering like that? Who want to neglect a gathering like that? Oh, consider the gifts that God has given you. Consider those gifts and bring it. Because that will make that you're not neglecting the gathering of the saints. I am a A very privileged dad. I was sitting in, in one city outside and I was taking, waiting for the next service to start and I was sitting on the bench and I was typing you a message. And the leaders on our group, I was typing them a message. And the next moment I hear, Daddy, <laughs> stirs my heart. It stirs my heart. When I look up and I see Matilda's face, I know she can't wait to be with me. This afternoon, my son is landing from Durban. He's a doctor there. I can't wait to see him. I can't wait to be with him. We see this picture in, in Exodus 19. Moses is getting up to the mountain. He's up to this mountain to meet with God. And all this, all this is, oh, he's, he's going to meet with God. Can't word, I can't help, I can't wait to hear what God is saying back to us. And here Moses is climbing the mountain and he's hearing from God and, and the whole Israel is standing and waiting in an expectation for, for Moses to come back and to share God's word with them. Oh man, I love what I'm doing here right now. But man, I, I, I think sometimes we like Moses is here. But you know what? There was a moment when Jesus made that conscious decision in the garden of Gethsemane that shattered and torn the veil that says everyone can enter. And you do not need to rely on me on a Sunday to come and bring God's word. You can go and read for yourself. You can be a Moses that's getting up to the mountain and walk and be in the presence of God. Oh my goodness. <laughs> I, I can tell you, if you're in the presence of God, you know, man, you just want gatherings where Jesus is there. Man, he's with you all the time, but, but there's something that happens when we gather together that is just so incredible. This afternoon when I was gathering with you, the presence of Jesus was there. I, I long for him. And Paul says, sorry, Hebrew says, as the day draw closer. As the day draw closer. Friends, every day of our lives is closer for Jesus to come back. And he says, as the day draw closer. And are you longing to be with God? Do you long to be with the saints who are of the same mind? Are you longing to be here? If that is our hearts. We shall never neglect this gathering. 
Oh man, I can't wait to see my son. The whale was being torn. This morning, I got on the scale, and man, did the scale tip. <laughs> I was looking at the scale, and I says, no, it's tipping the wrong direction. <laughs> and I know the moment I stand on the scale and I look at that number, I know I need to do something. Because if I don't do something, I will go back where I was. I have to consider that moment on the scale is like, what am I going to do different this week? Friends, this is a consider moment for us, how we will prioritize a community, the gathering of believers. And we need to consider, as the Hebrew writers write, and he says, consider, consider, consider that this moment is a holy moment. It's a holy moment. It is, it is a, it's a moment where we die to ourselves. This is not about us, it's about others. Consider that this moment, I have spoken too long. For a moment, I thought they switched off the mic there. This moment is a considered moment for us. How can we build strong community? Can I ask you to stand with me as we pray about this? Lord Jesus, you're magnificent. I want to say thank you for this beautiful community of believers, Father. I took a moment in their lives to consider and say, Jesus, <laughs> kill me. <laughs> kill me. It's not about me. It's about you, Lord. It's about those around us, Lord. Jesus, let us be of the same mind. We will not be consumed with ourselves, but we get here together. Think, Lord, how can we bless one another? How is it that we can, how is it that we can help build a community? Let us focus upon you. Let's focus upon you and you alone. Jesus, and this is a considered moment for us right now, and I, 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 I'm going to ask you this moment, if, if you know these things in your heart that you need to address right now, I, I want to invite you to take this moment just standing with Jesus. Say, Jesus, I saw the number on the scale today, and I know I need to do something. If I'm going to continue down the path, I'm going to continue, I will end up where I was. Jesus, give me the courage today 
that this scale might tip in the favor of God. And you alone, Jesus, that this scale might tip, Lord, into the favor of others. Thank you, Lord. Amen.